medicine. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning, my dear buddies and constant companions of the airwaves, and welcome to the 2023 inaugural presentation of the Healthy Step Show. And thank you for keeping your radio dial tuned to WMNF Tampa. I want to welcome everyone to the new year and to the inner sanctum of WMNF Radio. Putting on my Fire Marshal Bill hat, I want to remind you good folks that now is the time to change the batteries in those smoke alarms and flashlights. Go ahead. We'll wait for you. And, back by popular demand, Dr. Harvey is revisiting his AMA show approach. AMA, Ask Me Anything. So it's up to you, my dear listeners, regardless if you call in regularly or if you are among the shy ones. Today's show will take on the life that you breathe into it. So give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send an email to dj at WMNF. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. Well, Dr. Harvey, it's been a long two weeks since we last joined forces against evil and uncertainty, and all I've got is, welcome to the new year. When I say, let's jump right on in, what I really mean is, what have you got for us today, Doc? Well, Bill, that's another wonderful introduction, and what a lot of energy for the new year. Happy New Year, Bill. And a happy new year to you and to all of our listeners. Indeed. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. Um, yes. Yeah, so welcome back, all my healthy steppers. And um, we're looking for a beautiful 2023. Um, it's so amazing how synchronicity um, uh, pulls things together. That show that uh, just played from Democracy Now! pointed out some really interesting and important things. Racism is not our issue. Capitalism is. Capitalism has been plaguing us for ages. Then we have NPR news come on, and we have two more stories talking about capitalism. First, we have the American immigration debacle. Um, this is one of the most horrible things that both parties are involved in. This is a capitalism problem. Both the Democrats and the Republicans are capitalists, and they tend to like their slave labor. Because that's basically what the illegals, in quotes, are, the undocumented laborers that are working here and filling the pockets of capitalists with lots of money and also filling the coffers of the American um, uh, treasury with money because these people are slaves. They pay into our health care system. They pay into our welfare system. They pay into our social security system, but they reap zero benefits. This is untenable and disgusting in the wealthiest nation on the planet. We also have a story from India talking about cashless society and how damaging it was to the poor people. Capitalism is destroying our planet. Capitalism needs to be restrained. Capitalism is not a good thing. Capitalism is a thing. It's a thing. It's a tool. And we can use it in certain ways, but we need to tame this beast that's eating humans alive and eating our planet for dinner because we've already lost a third of all species in the last hundred years due to capitalism. It is capitalism that's doing this. And it's also capitalism that makes it difficult for those of color in America to get access to care. That 
people of uh, other color don't or lacking that. So there is a very distinctive uh, uh, poverty issue. And, and it's not just people of color because there's the rural um, white people that are also lacking access because of what is it? capitalism capitalism is eating humans alive it uses them for the fodder to pave its way through profit so we need to rethink this whole system and really consider what's going on here because this is not just about money this is about people's access to food to health care to shelter to water Think about it. In third world countries, corporations are buying up water rights and they sell the, the, the water back to poor people who don't have the money to buy it. So the poor people are left drinking out of, you know, scum ponds and, 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 and uh, uh, poisoned water, basically, because they can't afford to buy Nestle's bottled water. We have a global problem, folks. And um, yeah, I, it's, it's not a good way to start the year, but it's a realistic way to start the year. We have to think about this as a global health issue. Think about it. Capitalism is a global health challenge. It's challenging all of our health. It puts us on a treadmill where we continuously slave for the man. We uh, have totally devastated the middle class in the last 50 years in America. It had been good, but when the capitalists realized what was happening in the 70s, they recruited uh, uh, both parties uh, to begin to dismantle it. But the party that really did the best job, I think, started with Nixon and then really rolled into high gear with Reagan as they continuously rolled back supports for humans who deserve them, people who live with us, our brothers and sisters. I think it's really interesting that Reagan, who pretended to be a Christian, um, actually deprived so many people of help. I think Christians like Reagan should really revisit the Sermon on the Mount because when we help those people, we're actually doing Christ's work. When we don't help them, when we help ourselves to the till, which is what capitalism does, we don't really act in the name of the Christ that we supposedly worship in this nation. We're acting in the name of capitalism, in the name of temple Judaism even. Remember, Jesus Christ wanted to overturn temple Judaism. That's why he threw the money changers tables away because he knew that that was part of the system where you actually bought your stairway to heaven. He really didn't like that system where the, the chief rabbi ran the country, Herod. He was the chief rabbi of the country and you had to pay him all the time. And that's the only way you could buy your, your, your citizenship in, in Israel and your trip to heaven. Jesus wanted to overturn that. And, and, and when he didn't, and the Romans figured out that he was a terrorist and they murdered him and they built this system called the Catholic Church, which is basically Temple Judaism enacted for the last 2000 years where you still have to pay the chief rabbi who just happens to be called the Pope now to do to get your, your stairway to heaven. <laughs> it didn't, didn't work uh, very well. Uh, Jesus turns over in his grave every time he hears that that. Uh, ask for money at the mass. <laughs> He's thinking, what happened? I thought the temple was going to be done. <sighs> but capitalism, it is eating us and it continues to. You know, in America, we have um, a government that's supposed to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. But for me, it seems to be of the profit, by the profit, and for the profit because our Food and Drug Administration is ridiculously uh, negligent in its ability to work on actual public health. For years, we've known that that um, uh, artificial dyes are a problem. In Europe, they ban a lot of artificial, artificial dyes. 
In America, we only ban like three of them, I think. I can't remember the exact number, but it's almost none. And there's one that I see in so many foods. It's called Allura Red. Allura Red, red number 40, FDNC or DNC red number 40, is a poison. It will actually cause um, colitis. We know it causes other things too, but the most recent article I just found uh, from um, November of um, um, this past year is, is in Nature Communications, one of the more respected science journals. And it says it, this Allura Red promotes susceptibility to experimental colitis via intestinal serotonin in mice. Well, so this is a complex co uh, issue, but basically what it's say saying is it causes inflammation of the gut wall. These artificial dyes cause autoimmunity. And so why do we have artificial dyes in food? It's about marketing. That's capitalism. That's pretty amazing. So capitalism and our um, partnering capitalistic crime, the Food and Drug Administration, actually promotes the use of this drug, this, this, this poison, Allura Red. It's in so many different foods. This is not the type of rainbow we're supposed to be eating because this rainbow is the one that causes colon cancer. But you know what? If we keep eating it, we can really keep the business side of the medical industrial complex happy because we're going to need lots more colon therapies. We're going to need new medications to treat the poisons that we're allowing in our food. I mean, children are being given this crap in, in, in their, their, their cereals and their, their, their um, uh, gooey, chewy things. And, and it's, it's, it's crazy how much this is available. Look at your package labels. Red number 40. But all of them, if it says any dye that's not a natural substance, you don't want to eat it. I found some um, uh, M&M type candies, little chocolate candies covered in, in, in um, sugar, um, uh, but colored sugar. The colors in the sugars were spirulina, algae for the blue. Um, I think there was like another algae for the green, red beet extract for the red, um, marigold or something similar for the yellow. And, and so it's possible to do coloration without these toxic substances. But because our Food and Drug Administration really doesn't actually analyze these things, and when something has been used before and it's caught this designation, G-R-A-S, generally regarded as safe, they don't do any further workup on it. They don't do any further evaluation of this. So this is, this is an example of capitalism owning our government and having our government then allow them to poison us. They do this with artificial colors. They do this with artificial flavors. They do this with all kinds of other additives. Um, another one I was just reading an article on was propylene glycol. Is propylene glycol something you want in your food? Frankly, I don't think so. Propylene glycol is antifreeze. Ethylene glycol is actually the one that shows up in the bottles and is quite toxic. Uh, but... Um, Propylene glycol is a relative and it works the same way. It's just that it seems that it doesn't cause as many medical problems in humans. And we happen to be on WMNF 88.5 FM. And I just think that we need some engagement today. So I thought I'd mention where we're talking from. Well, I'm going to even take it a little bit further than that and help them call on in because we're depending on you in the new year to make this show 
shine. I've got Gary on the line right now. We'll get to him in a second, but I want to remind folks you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And the show today is Ask Me Anything. And you're encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663. Follow the good lead that Gary has set or send emails to dj at wmnf.org. Let's welcome Gary. Good morning there, Gary. How are you today? Gary? New Year, Gary. Seems like that's a dead connection. Yeah. Maybe he'll call on back. I bet he will. Um, so one of my friends actually texted yesterday. She, she's shy and she doesn't like to call in. So she asked me to talk about um, uh, the amber lenses, blue blockers. She heard from someone that they actually, um, when you don't wear them just in front of the screen, you wear them all the time, they actually can make you um, sleepy or tired. And in actuality, that possibly is the case. Um, blue light tends to actually um, wake you up. And um, um, so when you block the blue light, you tend to, your body tends to get ready for sleep. The reason this occurs, this is a brilliant thought. <clears throat> when the sun is um, overhead, you get lots of blue light. When the sun is low in the sky, you get less blue light because the blue is blocked by larger amounts of atmosphere. And so we tend to feel more tired at the end of the day when the light is going down. And so people decided to test this. And there actually are some clinical studies that show that um, there is a significant interaction between the quality of sleep and the use of the amber lenses. And the... Um, People who wore the amber lenses had a very significant improvement in sleep quality, um, and they also had a an improvement in their mood. And this was very significant. It was um, um, one in a thousand chances um, that it was not not uh, um, accurate. Um, and so these are very very um, good quality studies done. Another one um, looked at. Um, um, that that was in in mood disorders, bipolar, and other things, and and specifically um, in uh, sleep, wearing amber versus clear lenses for two hours preceding bedtime for a week improved um, sleep in people who had actual insomnia symptoms. And so, since you get a lot of blue light coming from um, the screens video screens one of the one things we can do is just turn off video screens an hour or two before bed and if you can't do that wear the amber glasses because that will help and yes it definitely may make you a little tired so it looks like we have some callers yes and i like the um energy of gary he's called on back we do have a little static on the line and that's what kind of um made him sway here's gary hey gary good morning to you Happy New Year. I'll, I'll try again. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Gary. Uh, you know what? Do you think your next car will be electric? Do I think my next car will be electric? Um, possibly. Uh, it may be a hybrid because at this point, I don't trust that we have enough charging stations and enough um, um, distance uh, for the current batteries to make it um a, a both local and distance driving vehicle. I haven't decided yet, though, but I, I've been really considering 
what it's going to be, Gary. How about you? Nope. Did we lose you, Gary? I guess that we have. Let's go to Bob. Good morning to you there, Bob. How are you doing there in Tampa? Good morning. And I just uh, I wanted to uh, tell you how much I appreciate the show. And I want to appreciate the um, little bit of manifesto that you, you, you talked in the very beginning. It's, I think everybody can, can agree with what you say about capitalism. It's just so ingrained now in, in the way we live. And as soon as you stand up and you say anything about take away capitalism, you're pegged to socialist, which I am, but you're yeah. pegged to socialist, and then everybody points at all the, all the ways socialism has gone wrong in the world. Well, wait, wait, wait. Here's, the, the, here's how you can counter that. Where has socialism gone wrong in the world? Well, I would say probably they would say Cuba. would probably was, be the, Cuba was never socialist. It was always a dictatorship. Good. Okay. I, don't, I don't believe that any dictatorship is actually a socialism. So let's go down through the list of socialist countries that aren't. Venezuela, Russia, China, <laughs> neither communist nor socialist. They're dictatorships. They're oligarchies. So socialism hasn't gone badly. It's, in fact, if you look at Europe, it's gone quite well. <laughs> and I wanted to bring up, just wanted to bring it home for a second on how capitalism is ruining the Tampa Bay area. I oh, yeah. Run a, I run a, a, a little uh, citizens action group called City Tree, and I get up in front of city council every other Thursday or so to, to fight for trees. And Excellent. capitalism, <clears throat> the condos that are going up, up and down Bayshore Boulevard, the yes. 5,000 square foot houses that are ruining, ruining the neighborhoods, Circle K Ranch is going away, beautiful little piece of carbon sucking land that's going to become $800,000 condos. And the problem is, of course, that we are wiping out Tampa is a is an urban forest, and Tampa also has you might not know this has the largest um, tree canopy for of any city on the planet. We're number one. Really, Singapore is number yes. Singapore is number number second per 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 mile. We have more trees, but there's going to be a new tree study coming out, and we're a little worried. But I'll yeah. let other callers. I'll let I'll let you get on with your show. But I just <laughs> want to say that that the the problem the problem you look out your 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 window. And you can watch capitalism at work in its most negative, hyper way. Yes. The condos go up, up and down Bayshore Boulevard. Trees come down. Little houses are torn up and big houses are put in. And um, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. And thank you for, for standing up for, for you know, the, the people that just know that, that this is a sickness that we have got to get over. We have got to figure out a way to, to pull our, our way out of this, this horrible, destructive way of... It's, it's so hard. It's so hard to pull ourselves out of the religious delusion of the worship of capitalism. When you're in a cult and everybody expects that you're going to behave like you're in the cult and be a consumer, you are an outlier and it's, it becomes difficult. You, become, you can even become excommunicated from your cult of consumers. I think we are going in the right way, thank God. I do. We are. I, think, I agree. I think there are some outliers, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm in my sixties, and you know, you just Me didn't too. hear conversations like this, you know, you know, ten even ten years ago. You know, no, I'm so excited that we actually can talk about it and actually call capitalism out for its damage. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for your show. You guys are amazing, and I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Have a great year. Uh, Gary came back. It sounds.
Yeah, we're, he's quite the tenacious person. Gary the Third. Hey, Gary, welcome back. Should I try again? Yes, yes. sir, go. Okay. Oh, you know, when I was talking about the uh, your next car being electric, you said, yeah, possibly a hybrid. Um, you know what? They're so darn expensive. They are. Electric vehicles. And um, I, I don't see the warranty that comes with them, you know, um, like a 10, 10-year battery. You know, if you have to buy a new battery after three, four, five years, they're expensive. Yeah, they're about price the car. <laughs> they really get up there. Yeah. So, yeah, battery technology is an issue for going forth into everything electric. No kidding, because I'm thinking that too. I'm thinking, because well, I'm in my 60s, and if I buy one more car, I'm thinking, uh, what do I want to get? Do I want to get like a, a high mileage gas car or electric or a hybrid? Uh, many possibilities. So I'll take it from here. Yes. Thank Good you. luck on that. Um, have fun searching. Thank you. All righty. And we've got Kevin waiting patiently here. Good morning to you there, Kevin. Yeah. So, hey, uh, just a couple things. Um, electric batteries, whatever. I can do. I'll touch that here in a minute. But I, since I was cleaning my garage in New Year, tuning into the, to the station, did you say that you're a socialist? Is that a correct statement that you just made? No, that was actually um, the caller. But um, oh, the caller said, I'm a socialist. Okay, so I'd like to just define, like, what in your eyes is a socialist? Because I, I feel like the conversation that I'm hearing is, hey, capitalism is bad, you know, browbeat capitalism, which, okay, there's some... There's some but what do, you, what do you define as socialism? So, to back up a little bit, um, my view is that unrestrained capitalism is eating our planet. Um, and we need to actually put chains on it <clears throat> because capitalism has put chains on democracy now. There's a great book called uh, Democracy in Chains, and it's about how the capitalists have done a great job of chaining up our rights. And um, socialism is when the, um, uh, the government works with the people and with the businesses to develop programs that help everyone. It's a win-win society. Communism has never really existed on planet Earth except for a couple of weeks when Trotsky and Lenin were duking it out until they got rid of Trotsky and Lenin made it a dictatorship. Mao was always a dictator. There have never really been any actual communisms on the planet except for a couple of kibbutzes in Israel. And so we really haven't seen that experiment ever fulfilled. Socialism mixed with capitalism seems to be the uh, uh, European model, but capitalism rules with socialism policies behind it. Capitalism, unrestrained, is actually the way to use up every resource on the planet and every species on the planet. And so we definitely have to have some controls there from my perspective. But um, socialism is a system that could work if we didn't have greed running it. <laughs> and that's what happens. The, all the socialist countries have gone to dictatorship, unfortunately, except for the mixed democratic socialisms in Europe. Okay. Well, th either way. So thank you for the detailed de definition. I, I wanted to understand where your viewpoint was of, the, of, the, of, of socialism and capitalism. And you, you laid that out clearly. To me, just 
as a, a guy who's lived in this country for decades and who has a family and is, is participating in the economy and paying taxes and is a God-fearing person, to me, it grew up uh, in an education system that was strong. I was lucky enough to go to a, a great school with great influences and mentors and viewpoints on our country. And I think the one thing that continually gets missed, regardless of European socialism, capitalism, eating the resources of our of our of our planet, I think what's continually getting missed is a very it's a very easy thing for all of us as Americans to see. It's in our face, it's in our wallet. It's on the one dollar bill. It's on our currency. It's right there, black and white, in our face. And everyone forgets this. In God, we trust. That's what this country was founded on. The morality that's connected to things in our society is completely forgotten. Abortion, that's a great point. It is. And, you know, it is forgotten. It's you know, something else has been forgotten is that in the Jewish Bible, it is said that interest rates should not exist. There should be no interest charged on loans to other people. And so for some reason, our Judeo-Christian capitalistic human eating system charges interest in uh, absolute dereliction of their duty to follow the word of God. And so when we get rid of actually the capitalistic institution of charging interest on loans, we can actually change our whole planet. When that happens, I think it'll be awesome. And so let's work towards Jubilee and the elimination of all interest because that's against what God's wishes are. Well said. Uh, I, that, I, think that is, I think that is a, a great point in the standpoint of, you know, I've uh, lent money to friends. I have had received loans alone from family and friends over the years of my life and those debts were ne there was no expectation and again we're a, we're a Christian family God-fearing family that and, and friends that I associate with who I choose are in that vein as well never expected any interest nor did I ever expect any interest back for them I never even expected repayment and I think that that's on our society that that, that your point you just made is something that that, that need to I think the bottom line is spirituality, the simplistic framework of that that spirituality and religion lays out. Meaning, hey, here's ten rules, follow them. Hey, I guess here's seven dead sins. Don't do that. I totally I totally agree with you on, on following those simple life, good society. Yeah. And you know there's only really one uh, that makes any difference and all other rules that come from any other religion would follow from this one simple edict. Treat others as you would treat your creator and yourself. And if you love everyone that way, you can share with them and you can never do anything that would be called a sin. In Latin, sin means without. So all sins are without love and you cannot with love murder steal from, adulterate, fornicate, or any other kind of forbidden behavior if you simply follow the simple one rule of all religions. And then when you do that, you don't need to fear God because God is good. God creates all good. There is no judgment. And if you think about it, when you go back to Jesus, the Christ, he's Jewish. In Judaism, there's no heaven or hell. There's no judgment. Everybody goes to the same place, the afterlife. So why did Christians get it all weirded out and think that there's judgment that occurs when you die? Because even their own God knows in his 
heart of hearts, there's no judgment and you don't have to worry about that. So your God is not something to fear because your God doesn't ever hurt you because he loves you. I disagree. I disagree with judgment. There, there's, there, there is tough love in this life. I've made mistakes. I've done things. I've lived. Your God doesn't judge you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And, and I've known with those decisions that I was making consistently, the, the, the framework of mine that I was in, the way that I was living my life, and the results that were outcoming, the outcome, were I, I was living my life in sin, and therefore nothing good was happening. Right, because you were living your life without love. Nothing's going to go right in your life. And that's not Jesus. Yeah. That, 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 and that's him saying, hey, you're not following the rules, so I'm not going to let anything happen for you good. You come over here and follow me. Things are going to go well for you, man. I look at it the opposite way. If I live my life with love, the abundance is there for me to share. Exactly. And I don't need to worry about being punished by anybody because I'm the only person that can punish me by stepping out of the flow of love. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened to Kevin, but I do have um, Greg, Greg and Chris on the line. Let's go to Greg. Excellent. Good morning, Greg. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, I um, really appreciate your show. I'm in Chicago. My neighbor moved in from Tampa, turned me on to your show, and I'm a competitive cyclist, uh, Masters, so I'm a little older. But yes. your tips and charities have really helped. Um, I'll get to the point because I know there's a lot of great calls coming in. Um, I've filtered my water for four decades. Right now, we're, our source is Lake Michigan, which is in my college days. We studied uh, breast uh, milk samples of Midwest pregnant mothers to find Dieldrin, Aldrin, Heptachlor, DDT from all the orchards and all that's rushed in there. It's, it just yep. blows my mind that we're drawing our water sources out of probably like most of the country, uh, contaminated sources. So I've gone from RO back to carbon block to others, and you brought up a great system. It's a three-part system with a carbon block, um, ionic resins in the middle, and then another carbon block, which I yes. had done an exhaustive search on this. You repeat it again on um, the best of 2022 shows. I cannot find any company that makes that three-stage filter. The, the, the best I can do are some retail big-box places that sell a very inexpensive, low-quality, not approved or rated three-stage filter. Can you at all help us that are, we're looking for a company or a manufacturer that does it, or do I have to try to build my own? Oh, um, no, no, no. You don't have to build your own. Um, the um, company that I use is called Atla, A-T-L-A, water, A-T-L-A-W-A-T-E-R.com. Awesome. That's, I, for some reason, they never came up in my search. So A-L-T-A, water. No, no, A-T-L-A, like Atlanta without the rest of it, just Atla. Oh, atlawater.com. Got it down. I'll get to them and excited to get that going because my carbon block is a great one, but it's solo and they do get clogged up. So They do really quickly. Yes. Yeah. And uh, water, it's got to begin with pure water along with all the other things we put in our bodies. So thank you for all that you offer in your show. I love today's perspectives and I'm going to get back to listening. Excellent. Thank you for your input. Thanks. Happy New Year, guys. And you. Bye-bye. Okie dokie, and Chris has been waiting very patiently. Good morning there, Chris, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Good morning. I just uh, wanted to get in on the discussion, the debate on uh, capitalism. And, uh, you know, I first wanted to ask, uh, I think everyone here would agree with the right to private property ownership. Is that right? 
Um, yeah, I think that we have established that for many decades, although the indigenous peoples would uh, question whether that even makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, we are supposed to be stewards uh, of, yes. of our bodies, our, you know, the divine divinity we've been granted. But um, um, that's that's good because, uh, you know, that's what capitalism is defined as, is the right to private property ownership. And, you know, socialists don't like socialism being falsely criticized. And communists, the same with them, don't like communism being falsely criticized. And often saying it's never been, they've never been uh, attempted. But, um you know, I have to point out what Mussolini was. Uh, he's a fascist, of course, and he defines yes. fascism as the merger of corporate and uh, corporations and government. And that's what we have. Kind of like America. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I don't like any form economic system being uh, false flag, being the you know fall guy, the false flag, uh, taking the blame for the fascism that's going on, you know, being committed by the multinational corporations without allegiance to any country. So, um, you know, uh, I I think that uh, you know, since 1913 uh, we've been in fascism with the Federal yes. Reserve Act. When uh, you know you have a private, privately owned uh, uh, corporation that cannot be fully audited, issuing the currency and credited interest. And so you know I just I think that we should um, you know you, you mentioned Reba, or you mentioned uh, interest and uh, you know the both the Christian Bible, the Jewish Bible, the Torah calls uh, prohibits it, calling it neshak or snake bite. The Quran yes. also outlaws it as Reba. They call, that's their term for interest. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, the, this prohibition of usury being common to these major religions, uh, preachers should denounce usurers and ought to be reminded, um, if only to mend the misperceived division among the scriptures, to bring awareness that there's such an urgent common cause that this you know, Federal Reserve System I mentioned uh, that's running rushout over us, you know, when, when you take, in, take out a loan, they... They issue the principle, but never the interest as well. Yeah, Chris, you know, that's a brilliant statement you just made. Um, I've been trying to think for uh, a decade of how to get uh, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity together on a topic. And I think that's it. The, the usury issue is prohibited by all religions, and yet it's rampant. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the non-producer bankers, they don't produce anything. But um, the answer I... Oh, they think they do. <laughs> Excuse me? They think they do. They think they produce profit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Only, only that's called siphoning. <laughs> they didn't produce right. anything. They stole it. <clears throat> yeah, rationalizing the rigging of the economy in all sorts of ways. So, you know, that's fascism as well. Exactly. The answer is community currencies. I feel time banks, barter networks, cooperatives, swap shops, um, yes. and community gardens. And, you know, because as technology increases, so should our standard of living. But obviously it's not because of the, the uh, rigging of the economy. Right and and uh, you know when, when we have this uh, when we have the shutdown you know that, that's fascism when you have the multinational corporate uh, deadly defective dangerous goods being sold uh, you know being shipped across the sea and and being sold uh, sold um, you know with a increased uh, CO two emissions not to mention the the uh, pollution uh, you know for the people who like Al Gore he promoted NAFTA and GATT that allowed that. But yes. we've allowed so much criminalization of the homelessness that, uh, you know, we've had uh, the locally owned businesses shut down, except for the strip clubs, the liquor stores, and the multinational owned, uh, you know, big box stores and yeah. um, selling multinational owned <laughs> corporate uh, goods by fellow weight slaves. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fascism and contrary to the 7th and the 14th Amendment to shut down these businesses without any due process or, or uh, jury. 
Agreed. Without any epidemiological data. And so now we have record profits that are continue to be fascistically taken by multinational corporations. Yeah, and, uh, and that, that, Chris, directly affects the health of everyone on the planet. Everyone, not just, you know, the poor people, but everyone. And, and so here's where it comes back to the problem is that we're with the, the way these unrestrained systems are working is they're, they're feeding people foods that aren't foods filled with poisons that are not foods, uh, that, that preserve them so they can have shelf life, uh, and to preserve them for, for more profit for these people and to cheapen the in, ingredients in them so they can do it. And, it on it goes. And so, yes, we have a problem here. And I think you've hit a nail there, Chris. I think that if we could get the great religions, the three big ones, to actually discuss usury, we might actually get movement on this issue. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it kind of maybe indicates some other churches might be controlled. But uh, yeah, you're right about the food. It has to be, it has to come down to what we feed our bodies in order to uh, know that, you know, have a more pure body to have more uh, healthy thoughts and, you know, healthy cravings. Rather than right, unhealthy. right. And we have, we have a fascist system. It's obvious because we have a, a fascist collusion with making these, these experimental shots and these treatments that don't work and on and on and, and, and approving medications just so the drug company can sell it, even though it has no effect. The House committee just found last week that the investigation of that Alzheimer's drug showed that there was huge irregularity in their processing. They, they did this for profit. They didn't do it because the drug worked. So, yes, Chris, yeah. capitalism is a major issue, and we need to work on finding a way to tame it. <laughs> so well, thank to, you for your input. Point out yeah. it's, it's, these are examples of fascism, not to blame they capitalism, are. which is the right to pro property ownership. But you know, Operation Warp Speed was the pharma companies, multinational yeah. corporations without yeah. profit. It's all fascist. They, they, they were given all this money without having a profit share, any of the profits uh you know that's and of course their liability free from any danger any uh, any harm that they do any death that they cause so uh, you know the the uh, national childhood vaccine injury act 1986 and the emergency use authorized COVID shots they're covered under the prep act of 2005 so they have no liability and that's right that's, none that's fascism uh you know by yeah, tried to impose on businesses of over 100 employees uh, the COVID shots, and he failed thanks to the Supreme Court, but he succeeded. Uh, the Supreme Court allowed him to do so on federal employees, and that's fascism. Yeah. It's totally fascism, and and you know it's it's funny how people think Obama's a socialist or a communist. The Affordable Care Act is neither affordable nor sustainable, and it's totally fascist. And so, thank you, Chris. I got to move on to another caller, though. Yeah, dangerous great defective year. product of insurance company. That's another defective product. Totally. All right. Thank totally. You. Take care. Happy New Year. You too. You too. Well, that was interesting. And we're going to try for Gary the fourth time. Okay. To, I guess get a charge out of his battery. <laughs> hey there, Gary. All right. Oh, Gary's having go some to line get, problems today. I've got Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. <clears throat> I Hi, Jeff. I didn't get to listen to your whole program, but I, I heard when referring to different religions and saying, Excuse me, their God and, and most of the religions we're talking about are the Abrahamic religions and they all worship the same God. Yes. So it seems like the, the major failing is human interaction and, you know, imposition of will or, or, or whatever, because they all oh, yes. speak out against uh, usurious practices and, and, you know, just good life values, but, uh, 
certainly ones that humans are susceptible to because they're imperfect creatures, frail creatures. Agreed. Thing about the, the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, it's funny, if you go back to Eisenhower's uh, farewell address, warning us of the military-industrial complex. Indeed. Now we have the health-industrial complex and the yep. energy-industrial complex and financial-industrial complex, so on and so forth. And it seems like they're all built up to just use human beings to extract wealth from. Yes. Right. I just want to make the point about, uh, and maybe it was made already, uh, about... Uh, Yes, indeed, they do. And they, they fight each other over the naming rights. <laughs> yeah, that sounds capitalistic, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> we, we've been, you know, shut. Oh, communism is bad, and then they socialism, and they're wicked. And believe me, I believe that any of these people that elected to office are meant to serve people. That's what government was for. So they are an ethnic socialist. Yes, it's amazing. We're not getting um, the kind of service we should from our government, isn't it? We don't fulfill our obligation. Anyway, thank you for your time. Enjoy your program. Thank you. Have a great day. Good, good New Year. Yeah, there we go. And I've got Clay from Land Lakes. He's always a good caller and welcome down the air. Good morning there to you, Clay. What's up? Happy New Year, Clay. Happy New Year to you and yours, uh, to everyone out there, really. Hopefully it'll be better than last year. But uh, like uh, uh, your call screener said, it's uh, a low bar to have to, you know. <laughs> it's a really Indeed. low bar. Anyway, I just wanted to uh, point out that one of your callers, um, that's the reason I called it, I've been just enjoying the show, I was just going to listen, talk about uh, the country being founded on Christian fundamentalism. That's entirely untrue. That's true. Found on Christian values or Christian Christianity at all in any way, shape, or form. Most of our founders were deist. They weren't yes. Christians. And uh, I also want to point out that God wasn't always on the money. That's a recent phenomenon that occurred. That's the 50s, wasn't it? What's, what's that? That happened in the 50s with McCarthy. That's yeah. when they added um, the uh, God phrase to the pledge. And, um, and and added all this gobbledygook in that isn't part of our, our national heritage. Exactly. I mean, I have a habit, and I've gotten, I get grief from people all the time, but when I get my, whenever I get my money, I cross God off of it. God doesn't belong uh -huh. the money. And the money's counterfeit anyway. I mean, yeah. the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Treasury Department doesn't print money anymore. They're allowing right. the Federal Reserve to print money, and they every time they print a new bill, they devalue the bill in your pocket. Exactly. The way it goes. Capitalism is juxtaposed to democracy. There's no way that democracy really survives with capitalism. The only time capitalism runs this whole show until the time it comes to vote. And that's the only time you get to be democratic about anything. And even then, you wonder, um, especially with all the uh, dark money in the ads that lie to us constantly. And we, don't have to, we can't actually find out who's paying for the ads. And so it's exactly. really a problem in, in that, yes, capitalism appears to be just a system of economics. But what it is really is what is eating our democracy because the money buys the democracy and capitalists have a lot of money. Well, I think Karl Marx said it best when he said that capitalism contains within itself the seeds of its own destruction. And yes. I would finish that quote of his by saying this, those seeds have grown to fruition 
and now capitalism consumes itself. Yes. That's what we're seeing happen. And the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of us go with it. You're absolutely right. So great show as always. I really enjoyed listening to the show and um, uh, enjoy the job you do. And you're an amazing person. Thanks for doing it. Thank you, Clay. Love your input. Always look forward to talking Please with you. Upon you stay healthy and uh, have a great new year. And you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okie dokie, we're out of phone calls right now. We've got about a little over 10 more minutes of uh, the show going here, so you can dip into the emails if you like. I know a few I of them have floated your way. I will do that. So Bubba asks if I'd read about a series in the Washington Post about um, uh, uh, bodybuilding, built and broken, about the health problems and death among bodybuilders. I have not seen this, the series, but I have read things about this. And yes, it's a it's an issue. Um, this uh, amount of body um, abuse, because it is excessive amounts of things that are done, does cause breakdown. We know that. Um, uh, use uh, Excessive use injuries occur in all kinds of things. Um, Capitalism. Thank you, Dr. Harvey, for a wonderful and awakening presentation. Yes, capitalism is the main culprit to most of our problems in our society currently. From Alvaro. Thank you, Alvaro. Um, Victor says, I am a 60-plus male. My doctor suggested I take a DIM supplement. How much should I consume? What are the benefits? So DIM, diindolmethane, that is a chemical that is created in the brassica vegetable family, uh, broccoli, cabbage, and it is actually extracted and put into supplement form. What it does is it manipulates the way your liver deals with certain chemicals. It actually supports liver detoxification and it supports transformation of hormones into safe, non-toxic uh, chemicals to be excreted. And so um, as a 60-year-older male, one might have some pressure on the prostate and DIM can help to uh, eliminate some of the estrogen that would be coming from the testosterone that your body actually makes because uh, testosterone metabolizes into estrogen. And so you might be able to eliminate some of that and take some pressure off of the body. Um, I don't have a specific recommendation on how much you should consume or um, uh, any uh, dosing, but if you eat brassica vegetables every day, if you eat vegetables that help with that detox, so eat some arugula, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, um, uh, Romesco, um, or Romanesco, any of those things, um, are, uh, going to contain DIM. And so if you eat these vegetables on a daily basis, you really don't have to take as much of the supplementation. If you have a medical problem, sometimes it's worth it to take a higher extractive form of a supplement so you can get better results, um, and, and more quickly. Um, like eating turmeric root isn't quite as effective as taking an extracted turmeric capsule for inflammation and pain. Um, Linda asks, what research, if any, has been done on the long-term effects of COVID vaccines? Well, actually, there is quite a bunch, and um, I think that um, it will be uh, very interesting to discuss uh, uh, COVID and COVID vaccines when Dr. Bruce Patterson is on the show on January 23rd. Remember, that's uh, Bruce Patterson is going to talk long COVID. He is the uh, brilliant virologist who who did lots of initial research on HIV, but he also did um, uh, some really fascinating work with artificial intelligence and uh, inflammatory markers relating to COVID, COVID shots, uh, um, long Lyme disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, and other related um, uh, uh, issues. Um, so uh, we should be able to talk about it then, but um, 
there is definitely information online about the vaccines and um, we can talk about that on that show and other shows, uh, maybe on an Ask Me Anything in the future again. But there's definitely a lot of information about the post effect of the vaccines, including that we're finding that people, and this is an interesting one, people who have had um, the vaccines appear to be at an increased risk for reinfection versus people who have had natural immunity. Okay, Here's I'm going to give you a second to catch your breath there and look okay, at the good. emails, and I've got about eight more minutes, so I'm going to give the phone number one more time. Give us a call here to the Healthy Steps Radio Show, and the number is 813-239-9663, and continue sending in those emails to dj at wmnf.org. And back to you there, doctor. So, Peter Kohler <laughs> is quite an amusing man. He started off today with a really good one. Happy New Year, Mr. Arby and host. Most countries are mixed economies falling somewhere on the spectrum between pure capitalism and pure socialism. Now, if you run for president in 2028, you'll need a few years to rake up $100 million for promoting your campaign. I hope you can figure it all out, sir, to make America cool again for folks leaving their dictatorship countries. <laughs> Love it. And here's Pat Plantemura. I tuned in a few minutes ago and missed the first part of the show. What is the actual subject matter today? Well, it's everything. Um, I enjoyed and agreed with your dialogue about capitalism and the perversion of Christianity. I agreed into one of your comments, which I hope I heard wrong. Did I hear you bath the, bash the Catholic Church? If so, please expand your understanding of Catholicism and inform yourself. Well, actually, I did bash it, and I bashed uh, basically all the religions for actually allowing usury. So, yeah, and I, I don't need to expand my understanding of it. I understand it pretty well. These religions of Abraham are all very inspirational when you take it down to the one thing they teach that's really, really valuable. And that specifically is love each other as you love the Creator and everything will be perfect because that's the way it will be. If you don't love each other that way, then there'll be a problem. And it seems like many of the religions team tend to fight with each other rather than loving each other. And maybe if we all just started working on that concept of usury, we'd be right in the place that we need to be. We have callers on the line. Yeah, we've got a couple. I've got um, Jeff and John. Let's go to uh, John right now. Good morning to you, John. Uh, hello, good morning. Um, uh, in talking about the failings of capitalism, I wonder if you uh, agree with Richard Wolff that a good solution would be worker-owned co-ops. I think that's one of many good solutions. There are, there are lots of uh, ideas out there talking on how to change the way our economies work. A lot of it works locally, too. Um, working in, in communities locally to create a situation where you don't have to go very far out of the community for many of the needs of that community. There's so many really interesting things happening. They've been talking for a couple of decades about a zero-growth economy, a circular economy, and a sustainable economy, none of which use any interest. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you, John. Oh, did we lose our connection? Yeah, we've got Mike on uh, line two and got Sarah in the queue. So let's go to Mike. Very good. Thank you for taking, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to respond to what one of your callers said about the influence of fundamentalism in early America. 
Yes. You, uh, if you look, the, one of the greatest scholars of early America was de Tocqueville, and he pointed out that America, the, the seed of America's culture is basically that of religious re- refugees, what he would even call zealots. And yes. there's no doubt. I mean, if you take a look at the Pilgrims, the very first permanent European settlement, you know, than what we've called the United States, they were Puritans, basically. They were, they were, uh, they were a large part of them were Puritans. Yes. Then, if you look at the founding fathers, yes, of course, uh, America, you know, did stand perhaps and uh, did stand alone in the time in, in attempting to divorce religion from government. Yeah, they were capitalists. <laughs> well, hang on, yeah, but 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 in terms of religion, even though they wouldn't call themselves that of, of that time, by our modern standards, they were fundamentalists. They believed in a literal hell, a literal heaven, a literal soul, and so I think what I'm my my larger point is is that. It was these values which were deeply ingrained in American culture uh, yes. throughout the 1700s and the early 1800s. And then, of course, since that time, there's been a dilution of that as we've moved to a more secular and a more you know, Catholic and a more Jewish society. I mean, these yes. influences have, 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 have intruded. But I think there's little doubt that way back when they were you know, what we would call you know, fund- fundamentalists by, by modern standards. I agree. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Great input. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a great year. All righty there. We're down to about the last two minutes. So is there uh, anything you want to give us about next week's show? I know that a couple of weeks from now, we've got a great guest coming. Yeah. So next week, um, interesting Dr. Bryce Applebaum. He is an optometrist, and he has some really interesting thoughts about uh, preserving and improving vision. Um, uh, Really interesting program he has, and I think we're going to have some great uh, uh, talk next week. So uh, get ready to talk eyes and vision with Dr. Bryce Applebaum in a week. I'm looking forward to that. Certainly something that I'm concerned about. I've been wearing glasses since I was about first grade so yes me too it'll be great show they all are but i'd like to thank you dr harvey for a wonderful show today and welcome to 2023 and to all of the people who called on in thank you for a spectacular contribution to making our show great and until next week i want to thank all of our listeners and say be healthy thank you thank you you have been listening to the healthy steps radio show with dr fred harvey here on wmnf tampa Coming right on up is 5 Minutes of NPR News, and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. And until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. Music.